You look marvelous. You look so marvelous. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I have been attempting to dub Matt Ryan the Matural since the Rich Eisen podcast. <laughs> Rich, you got to move on. You got to move on. I'm not giving up. <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, Chicago Bears head coach Matt Nagy, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, the Rich Mike Eisen Florio. Show. Coming up. Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy, plus actor Josh Dumel. And now, you look marvelous. You look so marvelous. It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Matt Nagy and Mike Florio in the first two hours. If you missed it, where you been? Don't worry, we got you covered. The show re-airs right here on NBC Sports on Peacock, uh, one of the more popular channels uh, on the uh, on the app, the phenomenal app that you could see us on every day. After Dan Patrick, before Brother from Another, and uh, in between Mike Florio's two shows, PFT Live and PFT PM, Pro Football Talk Live and PFT PM. Um, and if you want to see us every day, get Peacock uh, by going to PeacockTV.com, and, um, and you can see our, our, our smiling faces every single day. Uh, Chris Brockman, good to see you over there. My man. And up? Mike Del Tufo, good to see you good over there. Good to see there. you, Rich. Um, good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. Oh, it's a tr- pleasure, Rich. We're about to speak to your coach, your Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I'm so excited. very excited about that. You know, and we spoke to Arthur Smith yesterday, and, you know, I'm sure he doesn't, you know, want to have it brought up or what have you, because uh, when you're a head coach, you're, 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 you're a grinder. You're known as a grinder. And to me, I, I think it's incredibly impressive because we did talk about, you know, St. Jude, mm-hmm. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and he knows it from Memphis because his father is the founder of FedEx. I mean, and so, I mean, Arthur Smith could be literally jet-setting all around the globe, living like he's, you know, in succession, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, and instead, he's, he's, grind, he, he's, a head, he's, he's, he's in coaching. Got to respect that, man. From the bottom, he started... As know, an intern, I know. worked his way all the way uh, exactly. up. Exactly, and he is to me that is an, an incredible choice and, and also a testament. Totally agree. Normally, the the you would think that you know uh, head coach is somebody who starts like say as a toll taker in the Pennsylvania Turnpike, <laughs> and then he becomes a head coach, <laughs> like the man who's joining us right here on the Rich Eisen Show, the Dallas Cowboy head coach Mike McCarthy. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Rich. How are you doing? That's I, a great introduction. I'm serious though, man. You know what I mean? Like you you're taking change, right? Isn't that what you're doing? The turnpike? It was an excellent suburb job for about six weeks, but yes, I did take change at the Pennsylvania Turnpike. So, what 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 exit? What exit were you were you working? Well, it was exit six, or no, it was exit five back then, but they they changed it to uh, the mile markers. So I'm not, I'm not sure what it is. Now. Okay, but I mean, yeah. that, and and you were doing that because you were what? You were you a grad assistant at Pitt at the time? Is that what you were doing? Yeah, I was time? actually a volunteer assistant. I, I just <sighs> grad I just graduated from uh, Fort Hayes State University in Kansas. And um, got my master's degree out there, and then I was volunteering at Pitt. So I did that during the summer, um, just pr- you know, prior to the '89 season. What is it about coaching? <laughs> what is it? I mean, because uh, honestly, you, you didn't you didn't have to get back into it, but you did. And you, <laughs> I mean, obviously, there is no more plum job, certainly in the National Football League, and football as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. But what is it about coaching, Mike McCarthy, that you just some? Because I see it from Mooch. You know, I see it from so many of my colleagues that I work with. It's so tough to get out of your system, out of your blood. What is it? Well, I think like all of us. I mean, it starts back you know, in your youth. Is you're, you're part of a, you're part of a team, and there's uh, I, I think you know, outside of your family, there's not more special than being part of a of a football team. You know, just the the camaraderie, the everyday, that you know, the work ethic that 
and the commitment that goes into you know, doing hard stuff with with a with a bunch of people you respect. So um, that's I think that's a part of what drives all of us. So let's talk about. Um the kid that you drafted in the first round. We had Micah Parsons on a few days before the draft. I, he had me at hello. I love yeah. the kid. I mean, like, uh, honestly, like he, and then, you know, I, th- I, I, I think he almost put the commissioner in traction, to be honest with you, when he jumped in his arms <laughs> when he got drafted. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if the commissioner wants that information out there, but, <laughs> you know, he needed, I don't, they, they usually don't have a chiropractor back there in the green room, but I mean, and, and he said he wanted to be a cowboy. Now he is. What was your, what were your conversations with him like leading up to the draft and, and after? Well, like, definitely. I mean, the first thing is his energy. Uh, he, he's, he just has that impactful, you know, it's just from the first impression. It, it was great to see him on TV. I, I think it is hysterical. I think there will be a chiropractor at next year's <laughs> draft, but, uh, Live and learn, but no, he's uh, just had a great visit with him and his family, and uh, just just the whole the energy of the way you know to talk about his upbringing, uh, his experience at Penn State, you know, the year off. So um, he, he has uh, made a huge impression on us from the from the first day, and and even you know during the during the week with the virtual meetings and so forth. So looking forward to getting him and the rest of the draft class in here next week. Well, now you obviously got an alpha in Jalen Smith anyway, but how much are you going to put on his plate? How much you plan on putting on Micah Parsons' plate? Well, I think, right. it, I mean, that's that's really what the this offseason will be about. So, I mean, we we have more depth at the linebacker position than, than frankly, I've ever been a part of. So we're, we're excited about, you know, pulling that together. You know, speaking with Dan Quinn and the defensive staff, actually Friday morning right after, you know, Micah's selection, we were – you know, we're diving into different personnel groups and so forth because, you know, we obviously want to make sure we're creating opportunities for, for all of our guys. And then the addition of Dan Quinn and then the addition of more than just Micah Parsons. I mean, you want to talk about hitting the draft uh, hard on one side of the ball. Your first five, six picks were all on the defensive side. The sense that you're adding more youth to the position and then – uh, a defensive coordinator who acts like he's a teenager because he's so bouncing off the walls, you know, uh, that, that that the concept is here, Mike, that, that this is automatically going to change the defense on its face. The scheme will be more attuned to what the players who you already had in there were used to before you arrived. Uh, what do you make of that general sense and narrative of the Cowboys on the defensive side of the ball? Well, I think like any time you have a change at the head coach position, there's a there's a vision of the football team that that's obviously going to be different. I mean, that's that's part of why you make a change. And you know, upon my arrival, uh, you know, one thing we wanted to to be on defense is we wanted to have more length and more speed. And and I think you're just really seeing that come into you know you know come come into place now here in the second year. And, and I think the draft definitely reflects that. And you know Dan Quinn brings a you know an expertise and an energy that we you know definitely our guys have already bought into. Uh, you know our offseason program has has been outstanding. I can't say enough about you know the the players and the coaches what we've been able to get done here the first couple of weeks. So, uh, but this this is more about changing the the vision and, and and how we want to play on defense. And I think we like you said I think we hit the jackpot. In this year's draft. Well, I mean, Mike McCarthy here, the Cowboys here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's interesting you use the word buy-in because that was part of the conversation last year, as I'm sure you're aware, in the Metroplex, um, that there was a lack of buy-in 
for your scheme and what you were uh, attempting to sell to the players that were there. Do you feel that there is a better sense uh, on that subject matter as we're sitting here the following May getting ready for a 2021 season? Mike. Yeah, I think going back to last year, I don't know if it, much of it was buying. I think it was more understanding and time together. I, I think any first-year head coach um, would would have to say that you know time with your players was the probably the biggest challenge. I know I felt that way all the way from day one. I mean, from the not being able to speak to your team in person until the first day of training camp, all the way through. So um, I think we've actually been able to establish. You know how we want to play uh, in the last eight weeks on defense. You know we we finished, you know uh, seventh in the league and taking away the football. So that, that's a great foundation of how we will continue to play. And so I think it's just really part of the transition. Last year was more of the transition from, you know the the way defense was was viewed and played prior to my arrival, and and, and hopefully I, I see us taking a big step there this year. Mike McCarthy, Dallas Cowboys head coach here on the Rich Eisen Show. How is Dak Prescott? coach i mean he looks great i mean he really does i mean he's in here every day so um i I can't say enough about the progress he's made you know i I think it's like you know all of us there's different thresholds you have to get over when you're you're coming back from from anything and you could see just as uh you know his ability now to you know he's thrown into the perimeter group and um but he's he's taking a he's taking a bunch of bunch of steps here and uh, it looks great uh we're, we're, we're excited and I, and I think he'll be, he'll pick up right where he left off well when would you say i know you're not a doctor you don't play one on tv um and and i know uh, coaches do the only control what they can control situation but is your expectation that uh week one when we learn the schedule next wednesday and where you're going to be um that it's going to be dak for you uh, well, you, you took away all my coaching one-on-one uh, answers. So let's go to the advanced learning. Let's go to advanced learning. Well, you well you could or you could go full Kyle Shannon and say that we could all be dead yeah. by then anyway. So uh, you know. I'm not I'm not one to jump in a news cycle for, <laughs> for a couple of days. I like to get in and get out. But, but uh, no, I, I, I yeah I, I think we're right on track. I think everything that uh, you know the medical you know people talk as far as his, his rehab, he's you know, he'll definitely hit the target. I'm, you know, I'm hopeful that with the OTA practices that he'll be in there uh, full go. But you know, he 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 really lo- he looks great. There's really, I don't think anybody has any doubt. And again, I know coaches. Again, uh, you can only control what you can control. It is what it is, and all of those 101 coaching phrases, though. Uh, you, did you ever at any point during the last few weeks, months before the contract got signed, say, Jerry, what's another, what's another couple million? Come on, you know what? What do you, what do you come on? Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite like any of those words, but I was definitely in favor of getting the contract done. So, and uh, that, that was clear. And but no, I, I think it's uh, you know the business part of this is is something we all have to deal with, and some are so much more public public than others. So yeah, I, I think it was. Hey, it was a it was a it was a great day when his contract was completed for everybody here. Mike, no doubt, Mike McCarthy here on the Rich Eisen Show, and you have been around some very talented players, certainly on the offensive side of the ball, as we know from all your years in Green Bay with Dak and Zeke and Amari and Gallup, and obviously Ceedee Lamb in year two, and I'm sure I'm leaving off some very important people. Where does this rank for you, collection of talent? What can be done? From your mind, your scheme on the field to win games and championships, where does this rank for you? 
Mike well, I, I think we definitely have have a chance to be you know one of the, the better or best groups. Clearly, in, in my time, it's you know I, I think just really that, that we're going back to time together. I mean, just you know Dak just playing you know first five games and you know keep you know Blake Jarwin was was injured here in week one, so just getting all these guys on the on the field, especially with our tackles, you know Tyron and LC look great uh, going through the workouts. They, to get everybody out there, you know, playing as a whole unit, I think we have a chance to be special on offense. And um, you know, just being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, um, you know, if I again, you know, obviously you've had an incredible career. You want to talk about, um, you know, places where you've been, um, San Francisco <laughs> prior to Green Bay, and now here to Dallas. The Toll Taker. What would the Toll Taker have said if I said you're going to be the head coach of the Packers and the Dallas Cowboys? The two. What would that happen? Mike. Well, I mean, it, it, the the toll taking days was really just trying to make it at the University of Pittsburgh. So, but uh, I think it's just a you know an example of you know having having a dream and and, and putting a putting the work to you know have the work ethic to chase it. And uh, but yes, this is um, to be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers and now the Dallas Cowboys. I, 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 it's beyond my dreams. And you, and and it's interesting too. We were talking about this before, Mike McCarthy, because. Uh, you know, my, my uh, social media grand maester, as he likes to be called on the set, T.J. Jefferson's a diehard Cowboys fan, and we were talking about when, you know, people are most disappointed by results that they got to snap the television off, they're so upset. He mentioned it was a time where Des Bryant, he thought he caught it, and uh, <laughs> as we all know, Des did not. How does it feel for you to walk around that building being maybe the only human being in that building who might uh, think otherwise on the concept of whether Des caught it? Mike. Well, I mean, that's a great topic because I think the timing of you know I think the time has been great because they actually changed the rules on what a catch is now in the yes. league. So that's right. Uh, so technically, today Des did catch it <laughs> at that particular time. He he did not. So and uh, and I'm just glad that we wow. challenged it, and I'm glad it worked out on that particular day. But I definitely understand what uh, how everybody felt on the other side. Of course, sure. but so did you just both sides the situation right there? <laughs> did I just hear that that on the day it was one thing, and now you're part of an organization that you can admit, um, you know, that he did in fact catch it? Is that what you're saying? I thought it was, you know, Sam Shields and Des. I thought it was two great athletes going up to make a play on the ball, <laughs> and it came down, and and I'm just thankful the game was it was at home when I got like 17 looks at it on the jumbotron. And I uh, had a chance to talk to to Gene, that, you know, about the role of the catch and so forth. So it, it, it timing has a lot to do with those types of things, as you know, Rich. And uh, the rules were different back then, and it worked out. So, but okay. the rules today in today's game that would be a catch. There you go. All right, very good. Says the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. right there. So TJ, right. hope that hopefully that's that's good for you because we we want to make sure TJ's okay, uh, coach. Because you, you might not be aware he was on the prices right earlier this week, <laughs> and all he came away with was a ping pong table and a popcorn machine. He went he, he's part of a double over uh, at the end of the show. So we're trying to buck him up as we head to the weekend. You know, well, that, hey, hey, the more I can do for you, Rich, you know, that's that's what I'm here for. Okay, appreciate that, coach. There you go. There is an eye in my, uh, Mike, but he's a team player. <laughs> Coach, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Send my best to everybody there, Rich Dalrymple and everybody, just uh, part of a, a great cr- group and crew. And let's do this again, uh, if you don't mind, uh, training camp. Definitely. Thanks for having me on, Rich. You got, we'll chat soon. You go Cowboys. You. There you go. There you go. It's Mike McCarthy right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay. I Dak, mean, he knew, Rich. He knew. Dax week one. Oh, that or the fact that you went double over? 
Well, that <laughs> became obvious too. But oh, yeah. I'm sorry that Dez caught it. Yeah, Dez caught it. Yeah. Dez caught it. <laughs> He knew. I wonder if Katie, who also went over, has taken so much, this much slack from her. Oh, friends. you mean the other one who went double over? Yeah, I wonder. Well, if, whatever if, her if, job if, is. If Katie, yeah, where, wherever Katie oh, is right is. now. I'm, I think she lives in like Seal Beach or Orange County. Fortunately for Katie, though, she doesn't work on a spot where it can be broadcast <laughs> internationally, actually. Every day for the rest of her life, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go Cowboys. I'm, I'm ready. Now. That's funny. McCarthy's like, hey, man, he's not too introspective about, you know, hey. I can't believe it is a dream come true. He did say that. Think about that. The Packers and Cowboys. You're yeah. You work as a toll in the middle of Pennsylvania, and you coach two of the most storied franchises in history. Like and the way that he got started was the Niners too. Three of the most storied. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. The Cowboys. That's your answer. Whatever the question is. No, no, no. You win. You win a championship with Green Bay, and you win a championship with Dallas. That's Hall of Fame. Easy. Yeah. Isn't that a? Isn't that a mic drop? You win with you give Jerry his fourth as as you know Jerry Jones said I don't know if you have that as a drop, but the, uh, he, we no had way. Jerry Jones on before the season last year. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones said that he asked the Cowboy, he asked God, he prayed, yes, that if you get if, if for his third championship third, you yes. give me one another one I won't ask for another one again. And he said he's thinking of redoing that deal, <laughs> revisiting that deal. Enough time has passed. Maybe the big guy kind of forgot about. I think that's what the soundbite was. And so, I understand the way it ended. I understand. I understand that they, you know, a lot of people think that they should have won more in Green Bay. Mm. But if he gives Jerry a fourth, I would say that probably locks it up for Mike. Um, just you got to sit here and think about. That's another reason why to get back into coaching. Are there any coaches who have two Super Bowl wins who are are not in the Hall of Fame right now? I mean, off oh the top sure, of Mike Shanahan's one of them. Coughlin's another one of them. Yeah. I mean, there are. There's a bunch of two time. Okay. I mean, to ask Tom Flores. He, thank goodness Tom he's Flores on the right for, side of forever, right yeah. side of the ground. Yeah, I was thinking Flores, and I knew he got in. So that's why I said no. I, but I, I mean, totally forgot about Coughlin. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mike Shanahan, head coaches with two different teams. You went two in a row. Two different teams, though. Oh, Ted, coach of two different teams. Head coach with two different teams. You take two different franchises to the Super Bowl and win them both. Win the Super Bowl, yeah. I think didn't I, I, I? For some reason, why do I think that we just? Well, obviously, Andy Reid well, took I'll, two. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. This up here. We'll take a break. Josh Dumel here on the Rich Eisen Show. He's got a new Netflix show out, Jupiter's Legacy. We'll chat about this with the Viking fan and the North Dakota kid when we come back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What is going on with you, Jim Brockmeyer and Brent Musburger? This is my Musburger face. You know, you can't put that to bed, Rich Eyes. You know why you can't put it to bed? Okay. Because he's a punk. That's why. <laughs> Brent Musburger is a P-U-N-K punk. The man is a thief. Okay? Brent Musburger is a thief. How so? Stole my line. What line was that? This is for all the Tostitos. Remember that? This is for all the Tostitos. Remember when he said that? Everybody in the business... No, it's not funny. Everybody in the business knows that was my line. But he went ahead and used... That's what I always yell when I climax inside of a woman. <laughs> or, or when I'm just... When I climax all by myself. Musburger knew that was my line. He used it anyway at the BCS title game. And ever since then, now I have to yell out, uh, Ruffles have ridges! And it's not... <laughs> It's not the same thing. So verdict? What's the verdict of all that? What's, what did you take from that? He's a punk. Musburger's a punk. That's right. Here he is, Brent Musburger. How are you, Brent? Hey, Rich. Rich, I'm great. Listen, uh, you guys, you and the producers, you deserve, oh, man, a pat on the back. I'm, I'm so proud of you guys for trying to help resurrect little Jimmy Brickmeyer's career. We all know the problems. We all know the problems that he had in the past. But I, mm-hmm. if, if anybody if anybody can help Brickmeyer, it's you, Rich. Yeah, well, he says that you stole all the Tostitos from him, Brent. Is that is that true? Or what do you know from back no, in the day? I got paid. I got paid by a company to drop the name. <laughs> I got three Tostitos for a week. What are you talking about? Okay. What's he talking about? You okay. know? Uh, the man's delusional. We, we we know he's got mental problems to break down, you know. It's really interesting yeah, because as we started these sin here in Las Vegas and uh, Brickmeyer was having trouble getting a job. So so he, he yeah. called our executives and, you know, i got to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Don't don't tell anybody okay. this, but we always, we always talk to prospective announcers just to get an idea. Do they really know anything? about sports gambling or are they just pretending and I, I gotta tell you a general manager he interviewed Rick Meyer and <laughs> asked him about uh, uh, a three team parlay and and our, and our boy Jimmy mm-hmm. he thought that that was two hookers with him in a Morristown hotel room <laughs> you know <laughs> You know, Jesus, we would have loved to help him out, but uh, wow! But we just can't. I wish him the best. He's so delusional. And uh, listen, let him go at it. For all the Tostitos, baby. 
Oh, we got Costas to, to mediate between the two. That that's some of our crowner. That's some of our greatest work in the history of our show. Go to our YouTube stream. Uh, see all of the appearances and everything from our seven-year history. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Um, and this man's been on before. I think we met on a flight to, to Las Vegas, Nevada, many, many years ago. And um, I think it was, he, was, he was on the show Las Vegas at the time. And his new show, Jupiter's Legacy, can be seen. It's a new Netflix, Netflix original series available today on Netflix, starring Josh Jumel. How are you, Josh? I'm doing all right, Rich. I just want to know, how do I follow that last segment? <laughs> <laughs> by being yourself, Josh. Wow. By, by being your good old-fashioned self. <laughs> Is that, that's my memory, that, that we met on a plane, right? Were you flying to Vegas to work on the show Las Vegas, and we were, I was flying out there for who knows what? I don't know. I don't remember that was... being the first time. I, I just remember uh, there was, like, Sunday, like, parties at, at your place or somebody's place, and... I think at the time you just had one child. It was a while ago now. Right. But I don't remember it being a flight. Was it a flight to Vegas or from Vegas? Because those are two very different mindsets. <laughs> I think it was uh, one of the other, but I think you were, again, shooting your the, the show uh, Las Vegas on NBC. Yeah. That's how long ago it was. Um, I guess well, let, well, me, let me just ask you that. Let me start there. You got a good James Conn story that you can tell on the air? Oh, I got a million of them. What do you got? Conn is... He, he is, he is, I learned so much from that dude, so much about what to do and also what not to do. Uh, and he'll be the first one to tell you, don't do this, kid. Trust me, I made this mistake many times. Uh, but, you know, Jimmy was, I still keep in touch with him. He's, he, he was a mentor to me for five years. And he would, I mean, that guy would, he would, he would, he, it was always, I always knew when I wasn't, you know, performing at the level he expected, huh. because I'd get this little look from him and be like, "Josh, come over here for a second. I'd be like, "Oh fuck, here we go." <laughs> <laughs> so he'd take me back around the corner and say, "Listen, I think that you may be pushing a little bit too hard. You need to just let it happen. All this, just just let it be. Just let, let let the scene come to you." And he would give me like really sound advice that I actually I actually used even to today. Um, you know. He's, Jimmy Conn. He's James Corleone. He's Sonny Corleone. I mean, and so much more. I mean, my God. Um, You know, that's uh, James Conn. Josh Dumel here on the Rich Eisen Show. The funny thing is is that, you know, nowadays people don't even know him for Sonny Corleone. Every kid thinks of him as just, you know, Buddy's dad, an elf. Uh, It's unbelievable. That drove him crazy, by the way. It did. They have no idea what I did. Dude, I'm telling you, uh, the other day I told this story on the show. My kids, I, as you point out, I have more than one now. I got three. So just getting them to all agree on watching something is so insane. So they finally agree to watch a movie, The War with Grandpa, starring De Niro. And it struck me and Susie, the two of us looked at each other in the middle saying, this is the first Robert De Niro movie my kids are seeing. Yeah. And, and like, I just had to pause the movie. I'm like, you see Grandpa right there? You, we're going to all watch some movies eventually. Not now. <laughs> Not for a while. We're going to watch but, Taxi Driver. It's <laughs> been about, about 15 years. He's going to have this mohawk. And let me tell you, it was a little sideways. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's just amazing how these things were. I had it, we had to tell him, like, that's literally one of the greatest living American actors of all time. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's so funny that that guy upset. James Conn is like, I'm not, I'm not Buddy's dad. I'm a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more than that. Um, what do you think of the Vikings uh, draft? I don't know how familiar you are with, with it. They drafted Kellen well, Mond, the kid out of uh, out of um, Texas A&M, a quarterback. Well, what do you think? Upset, to be honest, when they passed on uh, Mac Jones, because I felt like you know if he's good mm-hmm. enough for the for the Patriots, he's got to be good enough for the Vikings. Um, and I guess I guess time will tell. You know, uh, I mean, Cousins is a perfectly passable quarterback. I just don't see us winning a Super Bowl with him. And I, I feel like we need that young quarterback that we can develop into, you know, hopefully a championship winning quarterback. And I thought that might be Mac Jones. Maybe they know. I'm sure they know more than I do. Uh, Spielman's done a good job in the draft through the years. But you know what? I saw this Kellen Mond play at Texas A&M, and he, this guy was a stud. I think he was the first quarterback to come in after Manziel, right? I think he played four years there. He did play. He played. A, he is a stud. There's no doubt yeah. about it. He he really yeah, he, is, and he's got yeah, he, he's got an upside. There's no question could, about he, it. He could really develop into a nice quarterback, but you know, uh, time will tell. I hope I'm wrong. I, hope, I really do hope I'm wrong because there's nothing I want more than a Super Bowl ring. Well, timing's everything in life, I guess. In a way, is it? If I'm not mistaken, did you play quarterback when you were um, in high school? I did, and okay. I'm still available. You know. Well, I mean, I, your, your timing, your timing was off. I mean, you know, if only you came out in the last few years. Uh, you know, from from North Dakota State. You know, look look at Wentz and now Trey Lance. Your your timing was off, Josh. Your timing's well, way you, off. If you think about it, there was there's the last four quarterbacks to play in the NFL have all gone pro. There's Jensen. Brock Jensen was his name. Great I name. think he might even be in a league somewhere still. Then there was uh, Carson. Yeah. After Carson was Easton Stick, who's I believe still with the Chargers, and then and now it's uh, Trey Lance. So they they're putting out like NFL quarterbacks almost every single year. I guess it's crazy. It, 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 are, are you sure Brock Jensen wasn't part of uh, Ron Burgundy's news team? Because that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Look it up, man. He got drafted, and I, I don't think he's ever played, but I know that he was a second or third stringer on maybe not last year, but he was definitely drafted and played several years in the league. Yeah, man, your timing's off. You could have been the first. You could have been the George you know Washington of this, John. NDSU, NDSU wouldn't even give me a sniff. Really? No, I played for the Beavers, baby. So. For my State University Beavers. So what. <laughs> I wasn't quite good enough to play for the Bison. So who did Minot State beat? I mean, who did you beat? Who did you take down back in the day? We took down, uh, well, we had a good team, my freshman, sophomore, and junior year. Right. Fell off a little bit my senior year. But uh, we went to, like, the NCAA or NAI Final Four my sophomore year. All right. Uh, I had nothing to do with it. I was the backup quarterback. <laughs> You're the clipboard guy. <laughs> But hey. we, you know, we'd be like, I don't know, I'm sure you've heard of, like, McMinnville. Minot, the Minot State Miners. Oh, the Beavers, is that what that was? Beavers. Okay, you're the number two Beavers. quarterback there. Uh, yeah. Josh yeah. Dumel here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, brother, tell me about uh, Jupiter's Legacy, available today on Netflix. You, Leslie Bibb, Ben Daniels, uh, you are playing uh, Sheldon Sampson, a.k.a. the Utopian. This yeah. is you uh, entering a, a, a fun... And also, you know, serious look at at, uh, at some superhero action right here. You know, I never, I never thought I was. I thought this 
ship had sailed for me. I didn't think I was, you know, if, if I was going to play a superhero, I thought it would have been like 15 years ago. Right. And I wasn't even really looking to do it. Um, but this script came along, and it was really, really good. It wasn't even so much about the superhero stuff, but it was like a like this badass, like, family drama about this dysfunctional uh, family of superheroes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it spans, like, 90 years. There's a whole origin story that starts in the 30s, right after the market crash. My character goes in this crazy sort of mental breakdown where he has these visions, which leads them up to this island, which ultimately gets them these powers. But then we flash back to present day, and we've had these powers now for 90 years. And you get to kind of see the repercussions of that and what, you know, how that wears on you and the pressures and the responsibilities and, you know, the, the, you know, the family sort of uh, resentment that it builds with your kids and having not been there for, you know, so, it's, so anybody with a family or kids, especially kids 15 to 20, will, will, will really get it because... You know, this guy can, you know, fly around the world in 12 seconds and shoot laser beams out of his eyeballs, but he's powerless <laughs> when it comes to communicating with his daughter. But I'll, so. I'll tell you this, Josh. I mean, you um, being, uh, as you said, you thought that 15 years ago would be the time for you to, to do this sort of thing when you were, I guess, doing your highly successful Transformers run. I mean, that's that's all you in the suit, though, right? I mean, that's that's that. there's no... <laughs> There's no enhancement, right? I mean, that's all. No. That's right? all me, Rich. Okay. That's all me. I just want to make sure. I mean, there's yeah. there's no like you know um, suit underneath the suit. That's 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 Josh <laughs> Dumel, right? I wish I could say that were true, man. It was so it was so cool to put that thing on and be like, oh my god, I'm so yoked. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> and then I take it off, and there's nothing more emasculating than taking that muscle suit off. And going, oh yeah, that's what I actually look like. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun because I got to put on this, this, you know, these prosthetic, you know, aging things, and I age my face up, and I had this big long, you know, right mop of hair with this big. I looked like Moses or Zeus or yeah, like sexy Santa Claus or something. Right, but and it was. Uh, and it was it was a lot of fun because I immediately felt like I was this old dude who's been through many battles, and you know it's kind of at the tail end of his career as a superhero. That beard is all real, though, right? That's your beard. Did you grow? No, I wish. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> that thing was a pain in the butt to put on every day. No that. kidding. All right. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was that's impressive. The whole thing. Um, yeah. All right, Josh Dumel. Uh, my best to you and and everyone else. Um, I hope to see I hope to see you in person next time. All this business yeah, on sure. the phone. I'd yeah, love to sure. do it. You wouldn't believe, I wish I could, you could see me now, Rich. I'm in like a, a mocap suit. Okay. You know where they put like all the little reflector balls and stuff on? I got a bunch of dots all over my face. Are you really? What what video game are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I can't. They would kill me if I said, but it's a, it's sort of a, it's the same company that I did the Call of Duty with a few years ago. Okay. So it's not a Call of Duty game, but it's a pretty badass. Look at you! Uh, you are you are that's next level promotion. Like let everyone, I'm letting everyone know on Jupiter's Legacy and Netflix that you're you're multitasking. You're telling a crew, hey man, I know I got the dots and everything on, but I got to call in the Rich Eisen show to promote <laughs> Jupiter's oh, Legacy. They gave me plenty of crap when I had to come out to talk to you. They go, oh, big time we're here's got to go out and talk to Rich Eisen. That's right. Tell them tell them I said hello. Um, and I. <laughs> I appreciate you doing your thing. Hey, why don't you pop a photograph of yourself right now on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll we'll share it with our viewers. That is I'm going to send it to you right now, Rich. Out of boy. Well done, Josh Dumel. Miss you, buddy. Talk to you soon. Same to you. You be well. That's Josh Dumel. Everybody, check out Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. Very handsome man.
Very. He was also handsome on that flight. I believe it was home from Las Vegas, Nevada. Ooh. And he was, that's what he was doing. He was shooting on location with Jimmy Kahn. How are you feeling on that flight home? <laughs> um, most of my flights home from Las Vegas, Nevada, when I, you know, used to do them, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, was always like, why did I? It stayed one day too long. Yep. Always. And then when you go to the blackjack table and you, you, you bust out twice in the first hour, oh, and it's just like you look at your watch thinking it's dinner time and it's not even lunch. <laughs> like I have such time a stands time still in yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. But I, do, I cannot wait to go next year to the draft and hope that the league's rules gets soft. relaxed a little bit a little between softer. now and then. A little softer. A little something for the effort. <laughs> You know, be oh, tough yeah. to walk. Be tough to walk through all those games of chance all the way to the elevator. <laughs> Hit the uh, up button, and you can't, then you can't even do that like a slot machine. No, dude, really? not during the season. Oh, so this is off season, maybe? Definitely not. Not nowhere within an area code of a sports book. Wow. Okay, Rich. Those times are changing. I mean, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But yeah, no no way. Yeah, so when my friend a few years ago was uh, laying something on Duke U- UConn, mm-hmm. I was on the outside of the sports book while he was inside. Yeah. And so I was out, because uh, there's no reason for me to mess with anything. You want to take I'll, the I'll say this, one year, one, one year, one year, I'll, I'll say this, one year we were in season, and I don't know why, but it was the it, I was um, you know with Coors Light, which was the official beer of the NFL and may still be right now. I don't uh, oh that's Bud Light now, but anyway, when they were the official beer mm-hmm. of the NFL early early on, and the commissioner had just become the commissioner, and we were it was in season and it was an appearance, and I was given the okay to make the appearance because it was in a casino in Las Vegas. Goodell went around the entire circumference of the outside of the casino and walked in to the restaurant where it was going on from the parking lot. Mm-hmm. He did not set a foot in there. <laughs> I, you know, it was, and I remember that. I'm like, you know, you didn't walk through, did you? I he kind of gave get, me that look like, what the hell are you asking me that for? <laughs> I guess I get that, but in no way can you influence an outcome of a game though right? i don't know so, I, look i i mean I, I understand that it's it's about the appearance of of impropriety alone a gambling scandal would absolutely look at look at the nba how many people still think a, a ref is gonna is on the take every night there's a guy sitting to your left honestly right you're raising your both you guys are raising your hands right now yeah how many fans <laughs> in the new. nba yeah. of the nba who adore the nba think that ref's on the take only when they affected one of my team's games. No, but I, I, that must <laughs> happen the all the time. <laughs> so the, the, the NBA is still yeah. feeling the yeah, effects yeah, of Tim Donaghy. It's bad. So I, if, I, if I know any, it, it, I'm just, it's not just me, it's all NFL employees, mm-hmm. all of us. Anybody of any job in the NFL, that's the way it goes. And so the concept that I may know something, you know, I talk to coaches, I talk to this, I talk to that. But I'm not stupid enough to go ahead and and use that information so I could wet my beak a little bit somewhere that I'm not supposed to be doing it. When I've got a roof over my head and this job and whatever, it's not worth it. 
I'll do it for you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even talk. It's like, where do you want me to go? Uh, I'm in. <laughs> can I see the uh, over sign, please, Don? Uh, all the times that Don's hey, not ending over, the segment for me. Let it go, Don. Let it roll. Over. We'll take the over. <laughs> it's the anniversary of Allen Iverson, and uh, we'll celebrate it of the practice rant in a moment. Don't miss this. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O. O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Where does Jimmy G reside in all of this right now? Jimmy is definitely our starter right now. And right now there isn't competition because I don't believe Trey would be in a position to compete. Um, Jimmy is too good of a player. Uh, he's got too good of a grasp of our offense. Any truth that you, you called the Packers upon hearing these rumors about Aaron Rodgers to see if that could work out? I don't want to wake up the next day on Friday and see Aaron Rodgers, um, one of the best quarterbacks in this league, traded without doing any due diligence on it. So I just called Matt and asked him if there was anything to it. And Matt told me I'd be wasting my time if if um, we had Lynch call. And so Lynch did not call anyone the next day. He's on right now! Wait a minute. So he made it out of contestants' row? Yes. yes. He made it out of contestants' row. I'm going to do a car! Yes! TJ can win a car! Master P is the game. Does it unlock the... Does it unlock? Okay, it does not. Oh, un- coffee maker. No coffee, no coffee maker. maker. No coffee maker. Okay, he's going to um, unlock the electric bike. bike. No, 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 no. Okay, oh. all right, all right. Does it unlock the car? Oh, my God. Does it unlock the car? Let's go. He's car. turning the key. <laughs> no. TJ. <laughs> this was the first year the draft fell on Derby Saturday. Ah. Uh. <laughs> if you recall, we're in the the seventh round and riders are reading up. riders up it's, there were a lot of draft rooms that had two tv sets going <laughs> were you one of them one of your draft absolutely rooms absolutely we were <laughs> we, we had a picture of secretariat up in our draft room on saturday but we were in the seventh round and, and actively involved in a, in a selection 
that race went off a little later than expected, and, okay. and it worked for everyone. You wrote the blind side as well as directed it. I needed to get the real coaches involved. I was having trouble because coaches didn't want to do it, and I knew I needed Nick Saban. So um, I called Leanne and said, she goes, how's the casting going? And I said, you know, I'm having a little trouble, you know, getting a hold of Nick. And she goes, I'll, I'll take care of that for you. <laughs> it's like the blind side. It's like, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I asked Leanne, I go, how did you convince him to do it? And she said, I told him if he didn't play himself, they were going to hire a short, fat guy to play. <laughs> wow. Cosell is part of the reason why I'm in this business. Did he like your your imitation? Or, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, very much so. Oh, okay. very much so. You play around with him. You know, one, it was bigger. It was, you know, sort of predictable kind of imitation of him. But then I started doing him, like, ordering room service. Hello, room service. How would Cosell? Room 707. <laughs> Listen, I'd like some eggs. Over. Easy. <laughs> and then an English muffin. Well done, please. Not like yesterday. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a week we had. What a fun week. And that's just scratching the surface. Scratching the surface. Go to our YouTube stream for all. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. We just had our best of the week. Well cut. Um, Mike Hoskins, Sean Mitchell back at home as well. Just turning videos around to put on our social media streams. At Rich Eisen Show on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And, of course, our YouTube page. Um uh, youtube.com slash rich eisen show we went over two hundred and sixty three thousand subscribers it has been uh um quite a a humbling um vision to watch our numbers tick up um considerably certainly over the last six eight weeks so we appreciate everybody following us how, however you follow us and then you know you could go down a wormhole on our youtube stream youtube.com again slash rich eisen show our entire archive and it makes it also easier for us to say hey you know, wasn't it last year when Allen Iverson uh, anniversary of the practice rant came up? That's right. Been, today. Now it's now 19 years ago, right? Correct? 19 Chris? years ago, man. Um, and it was last year we had Larry Brown on the show on the anniversary of the practice rant. Because if you remember... It was Larry after the Sixers had gotten bounced from the playoffs. I think it was your Celtics who, who boat raced him out, right? It was, yeah. And Brown was talking about how Iverson's practice habits were off. And this is what the MVP of the league had to say. Usually after the season ends, you always have, they call him an exit meeting where you meet with the players and individually and you talk about things as a coach I needed to do better and things as a player that, they were planning on doing the summer to help them improve. And, um, and it usually is pretty open and honest, which I love that part of it. Um, if I remember, Alan missed the meeting. I told him we should meet at 3 o'clock. So basically, we had this long conversation, and the only thing that mattered to him during the time we were talking about is I heard rumors about you know, me possibly being traded coach, and I don't want any part of that. I want to be here. I love Philly. I love my teammates. So he, he has three hours between our conversation and then the press conference. And I don't know what the hell went on during those three hours. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, and then the only thing on his mind was basically – 
I'm hoping somebody asks me if I'm going to be around Philadelphia and I'm not going to get traded. I know he said 22 times he mentioned the word practice, but he was taken back by that conversation, that question, because, you know, after our season ended, that was one of the issues I had uh, with the press. I said Allen needed to do certain things better. But when they asked him that question, all he wanted the question to be was, am I going to be back here? And I guess with the the situation with his friends passing away and then all of a sudden us losing to Boston and then all of a sudden, you know, they're asking him about practice when all he wants to talk about is, hey, I'm not going to be traded. That, I think, set him off. I was Larry Brown one year ago today, remembering 19 years ago today. One of the all-time great rants. I was sitting upstairs in my cubicle getting ready for that 2 a.m. Sports Center meeting. Or the 1 a.m. Sports Center meeting, I guess. Which was usually held around 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night. And then we would go about our business. Think about that. We get to work around dinner time, have our Sports Center ideas meeting around 6.30 or 7. And then we would go on the air. So I guess this is 19 years ago. Yeah, the 1 a.m. Sports Center had existed. And then we would do as much of that as we possibly could live and then supplement it at 2 o'clock in the morning or fix things. So when we would be done at the, after the 2 a.m. Sports Center or somewhere, if everything went lucky that everything was fine and done for the night in the 1 a.m. Sports Center, we could just go home and the re-airs would start. I just remember being there at my desk and the 6 o'clock Eastern Sports Center. Again, its memories are hazy, but I do believe they took the press conference live. Or they heard what he said and turned it right around, as to use a television term. And, oh my gosh, that was a five-alarm fire that was set off within the building of ESPN and Sports Center. Oh, yeah. And again, another one of those moments in my career where I knew I wasn't doing the story that night. Because <laughs> <laughs> Iverson is another one of Stu's guys. Fine, and so um, that's at least my memory of it. 19 years ago, it was just like, okay, now the rundown meeting is going to be lit. What are we talking about? How much do we show of it? How much do we talk about it? I would love to see that Sports Center again. I'd love it. Yeah, I'm looking on YouTube right now. So I don't know. I don't know how how Sports Centers wind up on YouTube or if they're allowed to show up there. You know, my two cents to my friends in Bristol, Connecticut. Um, I wouldn't you want to watch like. Old. I remember they used to have ESPN Classic. Oh, it'd be great to watch. Wouldn't old. you want to watch like old Sports Centers? I'd be all in. Heck yeah. Right. Yep. From famous day, like days, yeah, like, like, that. like famous events like, or famous like games, famous plays, yes. and I just want to see right. like what the, how the highlight, and, and also just see that. how Stu or I or Dan or Linda Cohn or Keith or Berman, if you want to go way back, Fowler used to do Sports Center and Tarico. I mean, you just go down memory lane. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know, know, like wouldn't you also just want to see a Nick Van Exel highlight out of nowhere? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. That was a lit sports center. Yeah. 
19 years ago today, every plan just out the window because Allen Iverson had that practice rank. Which, of course, you know, with, with Allen, a lot of things were misconstrued about, you know, a lot of stuff that he did. And, you know, and like Larry said, his friend had died. He was having a hard time coping with that. So, you know, we've all lost people that we love. So him dealing with that plus dealing with his it's job personal, and everything, yeah. it just kind of got on him. But all people ever talk about is that that moment, which I understand. But it was so much deeper than just practiced i mean the man was hurting and you know no one really understood that not a game we're talking about practice man we're talking about practice not a game not 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 the game that i go out there and and die for that's it right there it's like by the way i mean i don't think anyone can ever question Allen iverson's heart on the basketball court man that guy i miss watching him play basketball all the time there was nobody like him. Amen to that. No doubt. Practice and, your no ha- practice. and your Sixers having a nice little renaissance here, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait for that to start. By the way, you want to talk about something to watch this weekend. Lakers and Blazers right on that razor's edge of playing in or not having to play in. By the they way. are tied and they got back to back and Davis and LeBron are banged up. Yep. Lakers have fallen and are having difficulty getting up. And you know who the eighth seed is right now? The Warriors. The Warriors. With a bullet. And with a know, bullet. And speaking of the Blazers, Brockman, you and I, we've talked about this for two and a half years now. Remember when Carmelo Anthony was washed and couldn't Ugh. play basketball anymore, and now he's the 10th all-time leading scorer yeah, in he the passed history? El, uh, was it uh, Elmore? Is that who he passed? Bel- uh, no, I no. Um, I forget. Elvin Hayes. Elvin Hayes. Elvin Hayes. Yes. Yeah, not Elmore. Elvin Hayes. And this guy was out of the league. And you and I would say, we talk Tenth all the time, like, this makes no sense. No sense. The play-in tournament, I don't care what LeBron says, genius. It's going to be so fun, and it's in less than two weeks. So I want to thank Matt Nagy, Mike Florio, Mike McCarthy, and Josh Dumel, who did, in fact, during the commercial break, send us a video that we'll post hey. on our socials so sure. people will see it if you're listening to the show. But for those uh, watching us through the magic of Peacock, enjoy Josh Dumel in full video game getup, as he promised, sending this video. What do you think, Rich? <laughs> Pippi Longstockings? Miss you, buddy. Thanks for having me today. There you go. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's fantastic. Wow. He wasn't lying. No. Motion Gosh. capture suit. Look at that thing. Ready to roll. <laughs> yeah. Ready, Ready to, roll. to roll. Great week. Man, it was a fun week, week man. Fun week. TJ Jefferson, thank I'll, you for all the hey, laughs. I'll never forget this week for the rest of my life, man. <laughs> you, tell you we what. won't let you forget it. I will, this one loser draw, man. The was, amount of NFL coaches and movers and shakers we interviewed this week. Go to our YouTube stream if you missed any of it. Great draft. You for those on the radio, uh, Jace, thank you. Jason Light, the GM of the Bucks, will be on Monday's show. This radio show is over. <laughs> 